0: With Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro.
3: Here it is, the moment you've been waiting for since 2023. The Decibel Geek Podcast is back, and today we're letting you know what we think were the best albums of 2023. We're going to have a good time doing it. We just love to talk about rock music and we love to talk about the new stuff, the old stuff and everything in between. Today, it's all about 2023. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my good friend, a man who cannot put together a list like this without listening to at least 200 different albums before he decides on 10. It's Chris Sinzak. How's it going, man? <laughs>
2: That's not an exaggeration. I, I must have been close to 200 wow. by the end of my reason. I had 113 that were like contenders. Wow. And and then I kept cutting down and cutting down.
3: That's tough, man. That is tough. That's a problem.
2: <laughs> it's not bad for a dead genre, right?
3: Well, you know, and everybody else's best of came out like a month ago. So oh, yeah. we really are putting the time and effort into this thing. Well, Chris is anyway. Me, I go with my gut feeling I just look at like what did I listen to the most what did I immediately go get and love what did I get and not love so much and just went from there and then went through and listened to some stuff that I thought maybe I missed that deserved to listen but my list came together real quick
2: oh no I go through everyone else's all the other podcast list and 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 listen to theirs and see what what articles are out there and obviously it's to try to you know, see what I missed, and um, but also, you know, we're happy to poach other people's stuff, no problem.
3: And leave it to Chris Sinzak to have a top 10 list of an entire year of bands that most of us probably haven't even heard of yet.
2: <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I think I've got some well known stuff on here. Yeah,
3: no, I'm not making fun of it. I think that's awesome that we always are discovering new stuff all the time. And if anybody's going to take the time to really dig deep and find something, it's you. So that's a compliment.
2: I think this year's list is a little more balanced than last last year it was like everything was new, yeah like it was like was newer bands, and there's plenty of that on here, but there's there's some definite familiar names on my list, especially for for my taste. hey, I've
3: got some new bands too, even one or two that came out with their debut albums this year, so yeah, it's always fair and balanced here at the Decibel Geek podcast. The classics, the current, and like I said, everything else in between we've got it covered for you so before we get to all that long-awaited festivities well let me tell you this we got a review and we're going to read it right now on the show because when you guys take the time to leave us a review whether it's on apple Podcasts or it's on podchaser.com or it's on what's the other one
2: facebook recommendations oh
3: yeah facebook recommendations how easy to forget because it's been like years since we've gotten one of those you know what I don't even want to waste the space in my brain to try to remember it anymore. I don't care about Facebook recommendations no more.
2: (laughs) I went back and I always look, and I looked again today, and I was like, when's the the latest one? It was a review from Bill Elam Like last April. So we're coming up on a year since the last one. Come on, guys. Thanks, Bill. Facebook, you're on there every day.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We see you liking and commenting on this stuff all over the Decibel Geek podcast facebook page and also in the decibel geek community that's where all the conversations happening about rock and roll and we see you commenting so you know what you're on facebook anyway leave us one of those recommendations one last time I'm going to ask for it. I'm done pining for something that's never going to happen.
2: <laughs> I'll take it over from here for you. Uh, I'll just, you know, you, you have time to bitch about politics and football. You can leave a fucking review. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Please. So
3: when it comes down to hard times to get us a review, Chris is obviously digging deep. He's looking for Facebook recommendations and everywhere else he can find a review. And hot damn, he found us one today on Podbean.
2: Yeah, who knew? Uh, you know, for an episode, episode four hundred and eighty-eight, nice. which was the best and worst of Pantera.
3: What's this one? Five hundred and sixty. Five hundred and sixty. Wow! Holy shit! Awesome. We're kicking ass. All right, then. Well, let's just jump back in the past just a little while back to the best and worst of Pantera episode. This one comes to us from Ronald Demert, and it goes a little something like this: That show from the Hollywood Palladium in nineteen ninety-two was shot by myself. It was an amazing show. White Zombie opened and were great as well. Love your podcast. Been going back and listening to everything. Thanks for doing the show. Man, sweet and simple just like that. Don't make Chris Sinzak dig all the way into the pod bean for reviews.
2: And Ron Diemert is a uh, devotee of Ralph and Ian on Rock and Metal Combat. I see him comment on their stuff all the time. And Ian always calls him Ron Dirtmint or something like that. <laughs> he always, it's like he purposely screws the guy's name up. Um, but he comments on a lot of stuff, and he's always funny. And uh, that's awesome, though, that you shot that video. Because if, if that Hollywood Palladium 92 show by Pantera, that's, that's a must-see if you haven't watched it before.
3: Yeah, badass. That's super cool, man. Right on. So if you want to help Chris out, make it nice and easy on him. Leave us a review on Pod Chaser. Leave us a review on the Apple Podcasts. Hell, even a Facebook recommendation. If you really want him to work for it, leave us a podbean review, just like that one.
2: Did you know that we're we're actually some of our episodes for some weird reason are listed on IMDB, the internet movie database.
3: Wow, that's awesome. We're movie stars.
2: But none of them have gotten a review either. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, leave us a review on the Internet Movie Database.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I was like, why is this on here? That's I, don't know. I don't know what happened.
3: I guess we've, we've had stars on the show over the years that have done other stuff like that. So maybe we're a, a bounce off of that or something.
2: Well, Stevie Rochelle was in the Stone Age. Maybe that's why.
3: That's got to be it. That's got to be what it is. We give all the credit to Stevie Rochelle. Always. All right. So, man, we got a little ways to go, but we're getting real close. We love the listeners of this show. We love Pantheon Podcast for sponsoring us and bringing us to the people and the people showing us the love for the show all the time. It makes us feel awesome, and we appreciate it so much. That's why we're always going to read your reviews at the top of the show, and that's why every time we come out with a new episode and we release the news of that new episode, whether it be on facebook or on x or wherever you're finding your stuff if you share it or re-exit tweet it i don't even know how that works anymore i don't even care just get the word out there for us let the world know that rock and roll is alive and well and we're talking about it right here on the decibel geek podcast now when you do that well chris gets a list and he checks it twice and he knows all the people that are so nice to the Decibel Geek podcast. They share it, they retweet it, they help us get the word out. And to show our love and appreciation, we always name them our honorary Geeks of the Week.
2: Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, Rock and Ron Runyon, Kristen Schibbeck, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Mark and Jerry BS Sessions, David Cathy, Mark Starsky, J- James McElhenny, Shay Hargit, Jerry Supe. Aaron Baker, Shane Aber, Brent Tibbetts, Keith Rockford, John Phillips, David Glenn, Grayson Gallegos, Mike Parnell, Samuel Wetzel, Horta, Tom Logsdon, Pantheon Podcast, Kevin Northern Music, and Obscuria Podcast, Eric Luzier, Frog Hat, ah. Thunderfuck Fuck, and the Deadly Romantics, yeah. Sit and Spin with Joe, Ralph Vieira, Bill Wang, Patrick Breen, Boris Petrovsky, Dave Meyer, Will Honeycutt, Joseph Capone, Eric Senzak, my brother. Brad Owen, Focus on Metal, Too Punk to be a Podcast, Bill Elam, Jeff Mendenhall, Eladio, Kevin's on Fire, Gregory Muse, Ernesto Aguiar, Whiting Guitar Works, Eladio, Vet Halen, Victor Ruiz, Scott Crouch, and as always,
3: the, the Mooger, Mooger Fooger. Fooger. That's right. Those are our people. We love them so much because they show us all the love when they're out there sharing the word of the Decibel Geek Podcast. Let them know rock is alive and well. We're going to prove it once again here today. Man, these bands make it easy on us, showing the world that we're still rocking. Man, I gotta love everybody that shares their love about all this stuff that we're doing. It's fucking awesome.
2: I was gonna say, yeah, it's it. It feels like the list gets longer each time we do this. So uh, that that's good. We're we got a lot of you guys sharing and uh, loving the show, and appreciate all the feedback. Leave a Facebook review, but appreciate all the Facebook, all, all the feedback. <laughs> And thanks
3: to everybody that likes to play along with the Beat the Geek. We had a lot of fun with that last time. We'll be bringing that back around real soon because it's a winner. It's the greatest game show of all time. It'd be a disservice for us not to bust it out every once in a while. And you, my friend, have already got challengers lining up.
2: Nice. I'm I'm ready to take on all comers, as they say in the porn business.
3: Ah, and let's not forget, you can see Chris Sinzak live in action this Friday night. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I got to start an OnlyFans. I'm, I'm missing out on a lot of money right now. Maybe. Yeah. But the, the, the objective of my OnlyFans is people would pay me not to take my clothes off.
3: Oh, yeah. There's a fetish for everything.
2: Yeah. I, I'm going I'm to whip this dick out if you don't pay $5, and all of a sudden I just, I've got a, I'm a millionaire. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah,
3: makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Well, the time is here. It's 2024. Man, we just came out of a hell of a year of really great albums coming out. Like Chris said, man, he really dug deep to put his list together. Me, my feelings were right out there from the very beginning. I knew what I liked from the very start. So we're going to do it for you right now. We're going to lay it on you. The best albums of 2023. I'm going to pick 10. Chris is going to pick 10. Who's going first?
2: Um, I'll go first. Okay.
3: What you got? Number 10. All
2: right. So number 10. This was a last-minute change, too. So I'll give credit where it's due. What was my number 10 was a song called Fog Machine by a band called White Reaper. Mm. And uh, an album called, uh, I think it's called Take Me for a Ride. Yeah, that's a good and, one. And um, LC from Cobras and Fire got me into this band. So they're they're great. It was on my list at number 10 for a while. But then I got a last-minute switch. And uh, it's a band called Station and they're a New York-based quartet. They started in 2011, co-founded by guitarist Chris Lane and vocalist Patrick Kearney. They've toured the country. They've played Rock, three times. They've played the M3 Festival, Music Fest, hundreds of shows. They've been around forever. Uh, have released. They've released an EP, five full-length albums, including 2023's and Time Goes On. There's several great songs on this album, including Close My Eyes, Touch, and the album opener over and over. Yeah, I like that one a lot and uh going to uh, keep up with that band at stationband.com and um our friend Metal Mike must be happy because he's been pushing me for years to get into this band. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've always liked what I've heard it's just never really clicked with me fully. But yeah, this new stuff is uh is really great. Just it has that old school vibe but uh great vocalist, great riffs. And I think you said earlier that you, it kind of reminded you of 80s Kiss a little bit.
3: A little bit. When I listened to it it kind of reminded me of like a uh hmm maybe somewhere between crazy nights and and animalize somewhere in there and i don't know it's got that vibe i can almost almost picture like paul stanley singing it so rewind a little bit listen to that again and you'll see what i'm saying it's good i love it
2: it's no bang bang you but it's good <laughs> no logs and <in> fireplaces here <laughs> No, that's a, it. Takes a lot to aspire to that that level of uh, genius.
3: Yeah, so that jumps it up right into the top ten <laughs> automatically. Right. No, that's cool, man. I love it to hear a band that's you know obviously loves the same kind of stuff that I like, and it's you know shows through in their own music. That's damn good very cool man good one good top 10 right off the bat You gotta love it 2023 was pretty damn good to us in this respect you know you got some young up-and-coming band coming in at your number 10 well no actually they've been around for a long time haven't they yeah, for a while see i knew that when you said it i was like where do i know that from and then i was like oh yeah metal mike you know he's the one that told me about that band and i never really listened to him i gotta listen to that guy more often that's badass
2: he does know what he's talking about, even though he is a Ugly Kid Joe fan.
3: Hey, wait a minute.
2: <laughs> I had to take the shot.
3: Well, you're lucky Ugly Kid Joe didn't come out with an album this year. Otherwise, it would most likely be in my top ten somewhere. Although the last one I don't think made it.
2: Oh, the uh, I thought that was this last year. It wasn't? Was it 2022?
3: Yeah, yeah. And that album didn't make my top ten that year. There were just so many other great albums that came out, and
2: I just didn't feel like it was their best effort well, you know, they release a video for, what was it, Bad Seed? I mean, that, that tells you what they think of the album.
3: Yeah, they need to get back to that album. But it's not about Ugly Kid Joe today because, you know, they didn't come out with an album. Chris Sinzak brings them up. I can't help but talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another band I love talking about. I've loved this band for a long, long time. They've been around for a long time. Back in action in 2023, who would have thought it? It's Dokken man i didn't know what to think when they said docking was coming out with a new album last i'd heard from docking was some live video footage and i was like oh no you know what's this gonna be and we talked about it once it was announced that it was happening and we said man you know you can do magical things in the studio and that's okay because that's what the studio is for and you know what it's pretty damn good album when i got it i didn't know what to expect i wanted to get it because it's docking so for no other reason to have it next to all the other docking albums i got you know and have the collection completed but i didn't know what to expect i ended up liking it quite a bit i even like the country song at the end it's kind of weird to hear don docking kind of doing a country song like an ode to his hometown or his adopted hometown of santa fe it's wild but it's good. And there's a lot of rocking stuff on here. And the guitar playing's top notch. The band is on the money. Man, I dig it quite a bit. So I'm going to put Docking in my top 10. I know a lot of others didn't do it, but I'm going to do it. A lot of great songs on there. I think my favorite song off there is probably a tune called Saving Grace.
2: Record, in my opinion
3: yeah i think so too but there's a lot of good stuff on here some you know there is a little filler on here you know otherwise i would think normally docking's coming out with something new and it's good it's going to be higher on my list hey out of the 200 plus albums that were out there that qualified for this top 10 is still pretty damn good i'm just a docking fan and when they come out with something new i'm gonna want to like it i'm definitely gonna buy it And this wasn't it wasn't a letdown. No, you know I thought it was pretty good. And John Levin, I know he's his own guy and everything, but he's got a way to give that its classic feel. I know you're not going to have George Lynch in it; he don't want nothing to do with it. But I think John Levin's a great guy to have in that spot to not so much pay tribute in the "I'm covering this guy" sense, but to play in a way that is reminiscent. And pays respect to the, the docking of the past, the classic stuff.
2: I think his guitar tone is amazing on this album, yeah. especially on that song. Um, and it almost has like a. He almost has like a John Sykes type sound to it. It's like the guitars are just so big sounding on, yeah. on this record. And, you know, for a modern rock record, that's. You, typically, you don't hear guitars that are that big. And I thought it was good. And, I you know, they definitely. Pulled off magic with Don's voice on this album because we know he doesn't sound like that live. So right. that's why I, I noticed a uh, produced by David uh, David Copperfield credit on the album. My God. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but to his credit, you know they—he's not trying to hit like the no. what you'd think of docking back in the day like that. You'd be like, "Holy shit! How is that guy doing that?" He isn't trying to do that stuff on these no. songs. So it's not like there's some kind of hellacious screams Mm -hmm. on these tunes where you'd say, Oh, that shit's phony as hell. He writes the songs to what he is now, you know, and he still sounds like Don Dockin and the fact that he's not hitting those notes anymore. Nothing wrong with that. It's better to not do it than to do it and it not be good.
2: No, he stays within his range. And, and like I said, the sound on this album is very impressive. I, this, I had such low hopes for this record when they announced it was coming out. I was like, oh this is this could be awful because like I didn't even like broken bones that much when it came out and then it comes out and like oh was it Fugitive was what a Fugitive was one of my favorite tracks off of it, yeah. but like they did a video for it now, the video <laughs> I have qualms with because we don't need to see Don Dockett in 4k. It's, it's like use a filter or something. but this album completely exceeded most people's expectations, I would think
3: i think so too and like i said i went into it going i hope it's not bad yeah and then listening to it and going you know what it's pretty damn good
2: it is yeah this is what this could have made it would have been near number 10 but it it was close for for me
3: yeah nice all right well those are the top 10s let's move up to number nine
2: Number nine for me, um, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, there's really a great new wave of traditional heavy metal movement going on over the last couple of years. And uh, one of my favorite groups in this genre is Haunt. Mm. And uh, they're the brainchild of Trevor William Church. They were formed in 2017, and he's the one consistent remaining member. So it's kind of more of a solo thing, and he recruits other guys to play with him so it's it switches out over time but it always does sound consistent it still sounds like the same band to me so i guess he just writes everything and they've put out seven full length albums since 2018 several eps some singles and 2023 saw them release golden arm an incredible collection of songs it uh it's got a lot of great hard riffs on it and but there's also a sense of melody on it which is make makes it more palatable for a lot of people Um, favorites on this one for me uh, Fight the Good Fight, the title track Golden Arm, and this one Vacant Space Everything by Haunt at HauntTheNation.BandCamp.com.
3: Mm, that's some good stuff, man. You played that earlier in the year, I think, on a Fresh Blood or a Radio Sucks radio show, I believe, and I was pretty blown away by that. It's like, you know, I've got my massive list of CDs that I'm always hunting for when I'm out going to the stores and stuff. That's, that was one. like, immediately after the show, I went to my list and went to the discography of this band, it was like, add them all
2: yeah and their their album art's really awesome yeah. I'm, a, I'm oh yeah I'm a nerd, but like that's still kind of important to me it like puts some effort into it and their 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 logo's great yeah. their their artwork's great yeah. and uh, I just love the whole vibe of this band
3: it's very cool, man. see again, proven that in twenty twenty three and into twenty twenty four rock music's doing pretty damn good. got some great bands coming up, been working hard at it for a while a lot of these bands are getting kind of breaks in 2023 by coming out with these great albums. And, of course, then you got the legends that are coming back around. And for me, it was something that we asked for. Like, we made a big stink about this on the show. And we, like, we're pounding our fists at Alice Cooper, our hero, going, we want you to make a album with the band you have. Your band is so good. You know, do an album with them. And we rallied for that and rallied for it. And then, holy shit, he's doing it. It's almost like he listens to the show. you got to wonder. So he's doing it, and we're like, hallelujah. You know, it's going to happen. This is going to be the greatest Alice Cooper album in a long time. And I think maybe thinking that and building it up in our own hearts and minds, I know for me anyway, made me have super high expectations when Alice Cooper announced in 2023 he was coming out with a new album called The Road. I was like, it's finally happening, what we've been asking for all along. Now, for me, I mean, it's the top 10 of a year, and Alice Cooper comes out with an album. I kind of feel obligated to put it in the top 10. But to be honest, there were some damn good songs on this album. I would call this a really exceptional EP. Yes, if you were to trim it down some. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's, that's well stated.
3: Cause it seems like a lot of throwaway songs on here, but there's some really good stuff too. Kind of a blend. When I got this, I listened to it for a while. And then like I always do, I'll choose what songs I want to put on my iPod. And it was maybe five of them out of the whole album. And that's kind of a bummer because isn't this what we asked for? And It's nothing to knock on the band because the band is killer. Even on the songs that aren't so great, the band is still amazing. And so I wonder, does it come down to the songs themselves or some of them songs just not that great? I don't know. What did you think about it?
2: Much the same as you. I mean, it, it. I was super hyped for it, but I also, after listening to it and then seeing like with the guest appearances and shit like that, it was. It has Bob Ezrin meddling written all over. Yeah, it, oh, where yeah. it was, I don't. I don't think Bob. I think Bob was okay with the concept of it, but then he got too involved, and it's. He's done this with Deep Purple too, um, but. And he certainly did it with Kiss. I mean, Kiss never had sub-players until Bob Ezrin came on the scene.
3: Right, and if you look at the credits on this album, he's got a hand in writing almost every single song on it.
2: And I don't think that's unintentional. I think Bob knows how to make money. And even though records don't sell that much, it's still another stream of income. And I, I respect the hell out of him, but I would love it if... Jack Douglas came out of retirement, did a record without Ezran involved. Like let Jack have, you know, he did muscle love, but, you know, get together with, with the guys and do it. I just don't think they had the freedom to do it the way they want. They got too caught up in the whole glossy part of it with let's get Keith Nelson from Buck Cherry involved. Let's get Wayne Kramer involved. Why does Wayne Kramer need to be there? He was on Detroit stories. That was fine. Use him for that. He's a Detroit legend. But like, why do you need him on? And he's also the the co writer on "Rules of the Road," which is god awful. Yeah. Some of the songs on this album are cr. And I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. He's like my number one artist right now. He's ahead of Kiss to me. But I, you got to be honest here. I mean, like "Rules of the Road," terrible song. "Big Boots" is cheesy. Yeah. Musically, it's okay, but she, lyrically, it's awful. Yeah. "Go Away" is terrible. Yeah. Um. But then there's other, you know, I'm Alice, I think was good. It has a little bit of that 80s vibe to it. Yeah, I dug that. Welcome to the Show was good. Dead Don't Dance is cool yeah. with Kane Roberts coming back. Yeah, that's cool. I like that, you know, and then it's um, like, do you need a cover of Magic Bus? I mean, like, what? who who needs to cover that song again? And I did like Road Rats Forever where they kind of reimagined Road Rats right. from uh, Lace and Whiskey. And
3: Dick Wagner gets a writing credit on that.
2: He does, yeah. yeah. He wrote that song.
3: It's very cool. I like that part. So, you know, like I said, there's some really great songs on him. One of my favorites on there is a tune called The Big Goodbye.
2: That's the, my favorite. That's my favorite, too. You're
1: looking for a man. A, a hero from a fairy tale. You're nothing but a dream.
3: Like you said, you know maybe Bob Ezrin's on some kind of time schedule thing, and he's just in there trying to knock it out. So they come with five really great songs, and then like just well, you got a week. I need five more.
2: You you and I both know Ryan Roxy alone is a great writer. Yeah, and Tommy actually Tommy Hendrickson is good too. I mean, wrote with Doro and other artists, but even if you just went it down, like make. Ryan Roxy, your musical director, and have him direct the album. I think it would have been a much better album.
3: Yeah, I don't know what went wrong. We got what we asked for, and that's what we
2: got. We got Bob Ezrin.
3: But it's Alice Cooper, so you know what? He's gonna make my top ten for me, Alice Cooper, the legend. Keep trying, man. You're gonna nail it one of these times. Look what Ozzy's doing. He's putting out amazing albums. You can put out a damn near perfect album, too. I know you can. You got it in
2: you. Just spend more time with the songs. There's a friend of mine on Facebook. He's a musician named A.D. Adams. Did you see the post I shared of his? No. uh Uh-uh. He was in Arizona, I believe, this last week. And apparently, according to him, he's playing drums on an Alice Cooper band reunion album. Oh, wow. So... Hopefully that's a real thing. I don't know why he would lie, but he, sh- he shared photos of it of the studio, so maybe uh, maybe that'll be next.
3: Wow. Yep. See, don't try to get too high hopes for this stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
2: know. I'm I'm scared to message him and be like, "Is it actually good?" Yeah. But you know, we'll see.
3: We'll see. It'll be interesting. That's for sure.
2: So we're up to mine number eight, right? Yes. Okay, so this next one will be familiar to a lot of you listening, if you're a regular listener. I spun them not long ago on a Radio Sucks episode and they've really stuck with me since then. Gun is a Scottish band that released their first album all the way back in eighty nine. So they've been around a while. They had several albums and singles that reached the top twenty in the UK and they even gained some notoriety in nineteen ninety four with a cover of Cameo's Word Up. Wow. So so take that corn. I've gone back and listened to several of their older tunes and they're great, but this single they released in 2023 is at constant rotation at my house. It's Gun with a great track called All Fired Up.
3: That's a great band.
2: It is. And, you know, they just released that one single last year, but I thought it warranted inclusion on the list. So that's something I've relaxed on a little bit. I used to be really tyrannical about it has to be off of an actual album. But now I'm like, man, so many people are just releasing singles. It's like you have to take that into account now.
3: Uh, I don't know. I'm still traditional in that way. I don't include cover albums unless it's Ace Braley. And it's got to be a full album for me. I don't do EPs. It's got to be a full album.
2: So Aaron thinks my list is fraudulent.
3: Fraudulent. So you're telling me that that one song is so damn good that it placed higher than full albums. Yes. It's pretty damn good.
2: <laughs> and we might view—I don't know—maybe we view the the best of 2023 differently than each other because, like, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put the best. 10 songs forward possible so it's like i can't penalize them if it if that song is number eight level good i'm gonna pl- put it at number eight you know because that's that's what you're hearing in the edited version of
3: this All right not me man i just look at have we played this song or have we played this band before yes what song did we play that one okay i'm gonna pick a different one but when it comes to top 10 albums like this it's pretty easy to do. You can play just about anything off of most of these, especially as we start getting higher up in the ranks here. So then that brings me to my number eight. This is a band we all know, band you all know I love a lot. It was a band I wasn't really into when, they were, when I was young and coming up, when thrash metal was something new and cool to me, but it's something that I definitely learned to love over the years. I'm talking about one of my favorite thrash and speed metal bands of all time, overkill was back with the new album in 2023 but man they started talking about making this album like way back in 2019 and then it was the pandemic and then it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and finally this year came out and you think man overkill you know they must have been working on this album so much it's going to be amazing and when i got it man the first couple listens i was like man i just was expecting so much more than this But the more I listen to it, the more I start hearing stuff really standing out. And this one is, there's probably maybe, maybe in my opinion, two, maybe three songs that were kind of filler-ish, but and the rest of it's damn killer, you know? So if it takes a band to spend a little bit more time with the material, you don't got to wait three years, but still probably nice for a band to be able to take the time To make sure they're releasing something that's good. The new Overkill Scorched from 2023 is damn good, packed full of just badass songs. One of my favorites off of there is a tune called Wicked Place.
1: No good solution! Wait!
3: Knocked It out of the park with this one again. It's been a little while, but I'm glad they finally came out with it. Now, knowing Overkill, they're probably already working on a new album.
2: Well, they I didn't understand some of the grief they were getting over this record because I listened to it and I'm like, that sounds like an Overkill record to me. I mean, they're, they're kind of like the ACDC of Thrash. You know, it's like you kind of know what you're going to get with an Overkill album. That's not a yeah. knock, that's they're consistent, right? That you know what you're you, they're. I don't think I can remember... Did Overkill ever try to go new metal or anything? I don't think they did. Fuck no. Yeah, so I was like... Everything I've ever heard by them sounds like Overkill. And so does this one. Yeah.
3: And you know what? You can only judge it in levels of Overkill. And in levels of Overkill... This one's pretty fucking awesome. Pretty damn good.
2: I liked it a lot. I like the title track.
3: Yeah, me too. If you love your stuff heavy... You can never go wrong with Overkill. These guys are consistent before they took the little break between 2019 now they were on a run man of putting out some of the best albums of their entire career in my opinion so yeah give the overkill some love and they'll love you right back with great albums like that one
2: right on um so my number seven uh one of the biggest stories in rock to me this past year was the return of the marvelous three and uh after our on assignment episode that we did on the ready sex go album, it really kind of piqued my interest again in the band. And I was able to kind of deep dive into them again. And then of course it was so exciting when they announced they were going to reunite and put some first, it was going to, I think it, the first announcement was the reunion shows in Atlanta, maybe. Right. And then they announced the, the album that was coming out. And, uh, it was just so cool to see all the excitement. I mean, people really lost their shit about this yeah. when, when it was announced. And, um, it was also cool that they they put out, like, a full album. And I think a lot of people would have expected, oh, maybe it'll be a song or two. But no, they put out a full, I think it was an 11-song 11, 11 album called uh, Four. And uh, I heard some people say it sounded like a Butch Walker solo album, but I don't really agree. I, th- I mean, it's got, obviously got his fingerprints on it, but he was the main writer for Marvel's 3 back in the day. Right. So, of course, it's going to sound like him. But uh, I think it sounds like the logical continuation of their sound. And uh, I love a bunch of songs on this album. Uh, My Old School Metal Heart, Jackie and Tina, and this one, Kill a Motherfucker That Breaks Your Heart.
3: never expected a whole new album when these guys came back it was such a cool surprise that they were doing those shows in atlanta i was hoping maybe for a tour come a little bit closer it can't i should have went yeah i should have went to that damn it i wish i would have the new album's great i like it too it's cool when you go back like when i'm doing this like one of the things i do is like i I know right off the top some of the ones that are going to be in my top 10 for sure and then after that i go back and look at the fresh blood episodes that we'd done throughout the year and it was a reminder of that and then i saw it and i was thinking about it and then i looked at your list and it was like oh he took that one <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah they did do the a handful of shows in atlanta and chicago but the there hasn't been any word on anything in the future but uh i don't know i'm still holding holding out for a south gang reunion i <laughs> still want <Right>. to see
3: right that. <laughs> that'd be cool man you yep. and I'd go to it.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, for Butch, this is the quickest way to shut people up that keep bugging you about it. Just do it, get it over with, and be done with it. Even the people that
3: didn't know would think it was pretty cool. They'd just be like, wow, look what Butch Walker's doing now. He's crazy. He's got himself a glam rock band. And then the rest of us would be like, holy shit, South Gang's back. <laughs> Everybody else like that, Butch Walker, he's so trendy. <laughs>
2: right. Still blows my mind that they're from Cartersville, Georgia, which was like right up the interstate from where I grew up. It's it's just, just wild.
3: Nice, man. Who would have thought it? If nothing else,
2: I'll take some more Marvelous Three music. Oh, yeah. I hope they come to Nashville. I'd love to see a show.
3: Yeah, if it came here, I'd have to go. I'd be obligated to because yep. I can't miss it. Okay, so that's seven, right? Yep. So that's up to my seven. And that is Seven Ravens. This is a band, like I said, one of the things I did was went back and took a roll through the Fresh Blood episodes from 2023 because we did like three or four of them, I think. And so it's sometimes hard to remember, you know, what was all picked. I'm looking at yours. I'm looking at mine. And I was like, oh, yeah, Seven Ravens, you know, and I got those CDs because the guys had, they listened to the show. And so they sent me the disc. And, you know, I said at the time, I don't, you know, sometimes worry about that because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. If they send me something I don't like it, hey, what'd you think? And then I got to lie and I don't want to do that. But in this case, man, I was so happy with what I got. They didn't really need it, but it sure doesn't hurt to have Billy Sheehan playing on bass on a bunch of songs on this album. The cool thing about this band is the story behind it. It was two guys that were young rockers that grew up up in Seattle. They weren't grunge rockers. They were hard rockers. And they wrote songs together when they were young. And so then they grow up and they grow apart and they're li- living in different cities. But they're still doing it. So the one guy will write something on guitar and record it onto a cassette tape, send it to the other dude. He works it out, adds lyrics to it, adds vocals to it sends it back and this is how they're writing songs all these years well then technology finally catches up with that in the form of the internet and so now they're able to send each other stuff all the time and these guys have been writing together for so long that they're writing these amazing songs and they're hard rockers no doubt about it and so the stuff is heavy and it's melodic and it's pretty kick-ass and if you're into that kind of stuff I gotta think You love the album That came out in 2023 Called After the Storm By the band Seven Ravens I could pick anything off here But Man, this song just cooks It's called Deja Vu mm. Routine
1: Repeated Familiar Faces Recognizable Faces Wake me up I'm breathing. Screaming I need life Hangover Can't stop
3: the beauty of doing the decibel geek podcast people actually just come up to you on the street and be like hey i rock and i know you love rock and so i have this what do you think oh it rocks thank you so much and thanks seven ravens you guys man you're doing some cool stuff it's a unique situation you got going on but man the music that's coming out of it is really kick-ass so Keep with it. I mean, if you made it through the mailing cassettes across the country stage, you guys are in it for the long haul. Keep these albums coming.
2: Yeah, and uh, Scott was nice enough to send both of us a copy of that CD, and I owe, I owe you a written review. I'm uh, behind on my uh, my stuff, but I need to put my writer's cap on and do that review. But my review, audibly, is it's amazing, and it would have made my list had you not already chosen it.
3: Yeah, nice. Nice. It's that good. We would have both picked it. You got to love that. All right, man, moving right along.
2: So, we're up to my number 6, right? Yeah. Okay, so you don't expect to find great hard rock in India, but Frontiers Records actually did find it with the uh, Girish and the Chronicles. And they were formed in 2019 by vocalist Girish Pradhan, and they've released three full-length albums including 2023's Back to Earth. This guy has one of the best voices out there today, and the riffs and solos on this are awesome. Here's Gears in the Chronicles with Golden Crown.
3: wild to think. Like, if I came across a CD entitled Gearish in the Chronicles, I don't know that I would pick it up. You know, I don't know if I would. that would ring like, oh, this is gonna rock and you're gonna love it, but you've been talking about this band for a while and playing the stuff on Fresh Blood and the Radio Sucks radio show episodes and everything you've played by them has been just kick-ass and I mean, it's a weird name, but I mean whatever you know if the music's that damn good who cares
2: and they kind of stand out on the frontiers label like i mean uh, and i we're both fans of the frontiers label even though we get mocked mm. by josh toomey and Baco about that but uh even with that th- this band in particular their sound stands out from the rest of the crowd on that label so it's one of those where I could have heard this on any other label, and it would have been fine. Frontiers usually has their own mastered sound on a lot of these albums, so it's kind of that glossy sound. But this still has a good raw sound to it, and that guy's voice is incredible. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't not put it on my list. It's just a great record.
3: Nice. Man, I love discovering new stuff all the time. and Like I said, that's one that I would have never probably looked twice at it, but Chris Senzak somehow finds it brings it up and it's awesome.
2: My only gripe about the band is on their marketing stuff and on the record cover they use the kiss font, the dynasty font. Yeah. Don't do that. Only Kiss can get away with that and only on their logo. This is just me being a stickler with graphics. Right. It looks like shit on everything else and it does on your album too. But great album oh. by the way.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. All right. Well, a little <laughs> marketing advice from Chris Sinzak.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With my makes uh, sense. With my thousands in debt, uh, ass. Yeah.
3: Okay. So then ten, nine, eight, seven, six for me. This is another band. We've been talking about them for a while. Playing their stuff for a while. They've been coming out with music, damn consistently for the last probably five or six years. Every time they come out with something new we're talking about it and we're playing it and I'm talking about a band called Spirit of Drift. Now, earlier in the year on a Fresh Blood episode, no, it had to have been a Radio Sucks, I think, because these guys, unless it was one of those deals where it's like, yeah,
2: it's fresh to me, so whatever. I think that was me.
3: (laughs) And it was so good and then a couple, little while later, I'm playing the new song Barn Burner on the show and people, I'm getting, like, seeing comments and getting People messaging me and going, wow, that song, you know, it's like, hey, this band's been around for a while. And so they had a new one come out on Century Media in 2023. New album from Spirit of Drift called Ghost at the Gallows. They always got such cool album names and titles. It's also rocking and metal, and the, the songs are just kick ass, guitar driven, gotta love it, hard rock. And here's a taste of that called Siren of the South. the year i think so i mean but still it wasn't hard to pick another song off there it's like well just pick one of the other ones because they're all so damn good so this is just a taste of it you got to go out and check out this band spirit of Drift. it's one of those bands you're going to love it because you're going to get this new album ghost at the gallows you're going to be blown away by it and then you're going to look and see there's all kinds of other stuff and these guys are like one of the most consistent bands out there. They haven't been around for all that long, but they've already got like five albums at least and a bunch of EPs. You know how they do it nowadays. Probably a bunch of singles too. Chris Sinzak loves that. And so all I can say is they're awesome. They deserve your love and your attention. 2023, man, got to keep it alive by supporting these up and comers. Spirit of Drift, man, they qualify for that. All right, so here we are, top five. But before we get to that, how about something a little bit different? How about the Sinzak segment?
2: Oh, we're gonna do that now. Okay, and we're calling it that.
3: <laughs> just this once, just this once.
2: <laughs> Album anniversaries. All of these were released in twenty twenty three. Um, all right. So no, I just thought I w- it, it was funny. You know, I've got a best of twenty twenty three Google spreadsheet you know, filled out with things, with color-coded and everything, and notes. Wow. And,
3: wow. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, so I'm, I'm a fucking nerd. And then, like, it, it's 113 lines, and then I was like, wow. You know, with some of the notes, some of the notes were similar on certain of the certain songs, so I was like, well, maybe I should make little subcategories. So, like, we'll go over some of the subcategories that I had. Okay. Um, I just want to point out, out of 113, these were some of the, what I just call old faves. These are older artists that you know, are classic favorite artists that uh, released stuff this year. I just want to make note of it. Obviously, you've already played it. Alice Cooper Road came out. Angel, Once Upon a Time, that one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Star Riders had Wrong Side of Paradise, which the, the album itself is not super great. But I almost, just for a laugh, put on their cover of the osmonds crazy horses because it is so great have you heard it wow no it's have you heard the original crazy horses by the osmonds i'm sure i don't i can't think off the top of
3: my head how it goes but i'm sure i've probably heard it
2: it's a straight up like funky hard rock song it's it even the original is a hard rock song and huh. you would never have guessed it was the osmonds but the black star riders cover is great
1: we will stop baby.
3: crazy
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh it's wild and uh i think donnie was playing the uh key synthesizer part on the original it, it's it's a cool song wow. uh other people that uh you know docking of course you've already played something off of that yeah, yeah. um danko jones with electric sounds i really like that I one a that lot one.
3: yeah that one was initially way high on mine too it was teetering there's a lot of these that teetered right at that top 10
2: but i mean a song that says <laughs> guess who's back me motherfucker. I mean, that's just awesome. Um Dope put out Blood Money Part 0. That's an actual good. That's a pretty good record if you like Dope's old stuff. Yeah. Um Electric Boys put out a great song called I've Got a Feeling. and I actually think I heard the music for it underneath one of the commercial breaks on the uh, NFL playoffs this last weekend. Oh, wow, nice. It was wild to hear it. I was like, that that's the Electric Boys song. Um that one ranked high for me. Making some
3: of that electric boys money.
2: Yeah, if you're a Glenn Hughes fan, um, Glenn Hughes and Robin George did like a duo album called Overcome. That's worth your time if you like Glenn Hughes.
3: And that's old stuff, right?
2: I think it's like I think it was recorded in the '80s. Um,
3: right on. I think we talked about that on a GeekWire. Yeah, this but year.
2: it didn't get released till this past year. Um, Hailstorm had uh, Back from the Dead, which I I thought was a good return to form for them. Um, I like. There's actually. There's a song on here that I think most metal purists would probably hate, but I love the sense of humor behind it. It's called Wannabe, and the structure of the song is written like a typical female pop star song, the way it's written, the structure of it. Okay, but if you pay attention to the lyrics, Lizzie Hale is totally making fun of all of those because she's making fun of the trend of like Demi Lovato and some of these pop stars trying to dip their toe into the rock world. And it's sort of her way of saying, oh, I can do what you do. Listen to this. And it's a it's a good it's a good song from a sense of humor standpoint. So uh, I would check that out if I were you. I don't even know how Hailstorm, how I missed that. I had
3: no idea they came out with an album this year.
2: The rest of the album's kind of forgettable. That one song stood out to me. Um, hmm. Heaven's Edge, uh, local legends from Philadelphia, oh, kind of yeah. a, a hair metal band that never quite made it, released a song called What Could Have Been. Now, I don't know if this song was from back in the day, but it sure sounds like it could have been. They, uh, the album's called Get It Right. Check that out if you want to. Uh, metal Church, released Congregation of Annihilation, the first uh album with uh Mark Lopez or Mark Lopes yeah. singing for them in place of the late Mike Howe. Um that that's a great album. I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, Molly Hatchet released Firing Line, uh, yeah. a new album and the, the the title track's actually pretty good. I actually liked it.
3: I think that's one, another one of those bands you know what you're getting when you get a Molly Hatchet album.
2: Yeah. Uh, A a band from the 90s that a lot of people might have forgotten about that's still around and putting out good music, uh, Nonpoint, put out Heartless. That was a good one. Oh, yeah, I remember them. Even though I still have an issue with their name, because your name is a simile of the word pointless. But uh, anyway, Um, Overkill, Scorched, that was on this list here. Uh, Prong, State of Emergency. There's a song called Breaking Point that is awesome. Check that out nice seven dust released truth killer uh yeah that one was that was a contender for me good solid album but the song fence in particular i think it's the last song on the album absolutely sounds like the first seven dust album which is what i love the most when they were completely raw and really fast like that first seven dust album i think annihilates everything they've ever done but i could be wrong but fence song sounds just like that
3: yeah i like that album i thought it was really good
2: Smashing Pumpkins released Adam Act 1 and 2 and uh most of it I didn't like, I'll be honest, but there's a song called Empires, oh yeah, that has this dark almost early 80s Alice Cooper Blackout era sound to it. I don't know how to even describe it, but it's just an evil sounding song.
3: Billy Corgan's a big fan of that stuff too.
2: I think he well I mean did, they did a clever cover of Clones, but it's it's got right. that that same kind of spirit to it. And I'm like, God, I want a whole album like this from Smashing
3: Pumpkins. yep. I bought that whole three-disc set with part one, two, and three in it. Man, there's a handful of songs on there. Probably out of all three discs, there might be five songs that are just outstanding, like unbelievably good, like some of the best Smashing Pumpkins I've ever heard. But then there's the whole rest of it yep that's just you know what you get with smash pumpkins nowadays where you know hey gotta have the artsy stuff in there people expect it you know but we're gonna throw you guys a few rockers too don't you worry
2: unfocused would be my description of these records i mean just Hmm. they're just not a a path that they go on they're just all over the place but that song empires is one of the best things i've ever heard from smashing pumpkins i love that song And then the last one from the oldies was Winger with the 7 album. And, um, you know, this one was kind of polarizing for a lot of fans. There's no 17 or Headed for Heartbreak on here. It's much more proggy. And um, it's like prog metal, I guess you could say. There's not a lot of hooks on this. but And even with Uh. the the Desmond Child co-wrote Proud Desperado, and even that doesn't have a hook on it, which is surprising. But uh, It All Comes Back Around was my favorite song on that one.
3: Yeah, I like that album. I thought it was, I don't know, I never really proclaimed myself to be the hugest winger fan. I came up in the era where it wasn't really cool to like them. And so, I mean, I knew the songs Madeleine and stuff like that, but just never kept up with them over the years. So much so that time we met Paul.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. And so we asked, what's your favorite winger song? And I got to think of one, you know, it's like, Oh, that down incognito is pretty cool. And they're like, Oh, you don't play on that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Paul was out of the band by that point.
3: Yeah. But you know what? I gave this one a chance and
2: I liked it, man. I like it better than what I remember old school winger as. See, I like the hooks of the old school winger. If they had had some, some melody on it more, I like this album. Don't get me wrong. It almost made my list, but it just like, ah, it's it's so proggy sounding, but, uh,
3: And I'll throw in Jet Boy because they came out with that Crate Diggin' album. And it's, uh, I mean, they almost made me break my rule of not including tribute albums or cover albums on the list of the top 10. I just feel like it's too prestigious for just a covers album, unless it's Ace Braley. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) but Crate Diggin' almost made me break that rule because, I mean, these guys, they did a good job with this thing. They picked songs that... You wouldn't so much necessarily expect a hard rock band to be covering, but they're also songs that have sort of that edge to them to where, you know, with a little distortion, these songs are actually pretty hard rocking songs, and you'd never expect it. And I think Jet Boy did an awesome job with it, and I'm looking forward for new music from them guys hopefully soon.
2: Well, that leads me to another category I did. was the best cover songs of, of the year. and Like, these are some that... These covers were so good that they almost made my list for the best of the year. And the, um, Jet Boy was one with the Lido Shuffle cover because that's just yeah. that was so good. So um, good. Black Star Riders, as I mentioned, with Crazy Horses. Also, Devil's Train did a awesome cover of Stevie Wonder's Superstition that you should check out. That's really great.
3: Oh, wow. I love that song.
2: Yeah. Um, then we'll get to the disappointments for uh, this past year. I guess Alice Cooper would have fit into this because um, it was – these are albums that I was really excited about that just didn't deliver. Um, Alice Cooper, I guess, would be one. The, uh, another one would be, uh, the Dust Coda with Loco Paradise. Um, it's a sort of a disappointment. Um, I still like several songs on the record, but after that first record they put out, it just, it, this one does not measure up. If I had to pick one song on it, it would be The Road to Hell. That one's pretty good. Um, Another one that was I was excited about that didn't deliver was Lynch Mob with Babylon. Just a not not a good album at all. Um, I have to give George a, a you know a slap on the wrist for this. It's it's not a good this album does not represent Lynch Mob to me. Um, Caught up, I guess, is the best song on it, but not a good record. Big disappointment. Also the Struts. I was really into the Struts a few years ago. Right. Yeah. Kind of like the 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 new Queen. You know they had to... Yeah, they were very poppy, but they also had a little bit of a rock edge to them. And live, I'll still say this, if you have a chance to see The Struts live, go see them, because it's one of the best live shows you'll ever see. Like It's like the energy of early Kiss. It's it's that crazy. But um, they put out an album called Pretty Vicious, and uh, I Won't Run is the best song on it, but man, it's just, it's way too far into the mainstream pop category. It's they're trying to get the hit and no, no disrespect to them, but I like them better when they rock and they, they don't on this record. So, uh, Another one, UDO, um, Udo, with uh, Double Dealers Club, uh, was the song I liked off of the album Touchdown. Why yeah. <laughs> Why Udo decided that a, an American football theme was the right way to go, and he's touring behind this theme, too, um, I don't get. But this album was a big disappointment for me.
3: When he comes out, when they say, get up for Udo, does the band come out and, like run through the paper banner and the you know they have cheerleaders and stuff up on stage if they're smart yeah <laughs> big inflatable football helmets on each well, side Well, i mean
2: at this i don't get why he did it in the first place but if you've already done it then you might as well just go all the way with it you know
3: he's angling for that super bowl halftime performance next year
2: <laughs> yeah yeah you've had rihanna you've had usher now get ready for Udo.
3: Udo, that'd be so awesome. <laughs>
2: and I was mostly disappointed because Peter Valtas was uh, involved with the writing for this, but it's just not a good record. It's not that great. No. And then uh, the okay. biggest disappointment for me personally was the Tigers of Pantang new album called Bloodlines that came out this past year. Man, this band was on such a roll with you know the last couple records, and I just loved them. But man, like I think one of their latest records was like number two on my list one year. And uh, Bloodlines is terrible. Wow. It's uh, it's just so cliche, generic. It just sounds like a band who's given up. It almost sounds like... Imagine Tigers of Pantang trying to do Southern rock. It's just so weird. And hmm. the only song on it that really has any good sound on it is called A New Heartbeat. And that was the lead single and i was like oh awesome another good tigers of pantang album nope the rest of the album sucks
3: yeah that's tough when they trick you with the single i've got i guess two that would fall under that category for me um i was excited about that andy taylor i even played that song the title track off the new album man's a wolf to man on radio sucks radio show and man that song is so cool and so catchy and it gets inside your you think about it you know and it gets stuck with you and I thought, man, if the rest of the album is like this, it's gonna be amazing. I gotta go get it right away. And so I sampled it ahead of time before I ordered it. And it's like, oh man, I don't don't know if I want to buy that whole album because it's really only the one song. And the rest of it's kinda weird, kind of strange. And I didn't dig none of the rest of it. But man, that song, that first song is so good. They tricked me with the single. I'm glad I didn't buy it. And then when I did buy which I'll always buy when this guy comes out with a new album because he's one of my favorite bass players, singers, just rockers of all time. But I wasn't a big fan of this latest album by Duff McKagan, which I'm always excited whenever Duff comes out with anything because even, like, he does a lot of... You almost call it folk rock, almost. And some of it's still kind of cool. But this album, there was just too much of it. There were only... Two songs that even kind of rocked on here. Slash plays on one of them. I know he's got Jerry Cantrell playing on another song on the album, but I didn't really like that either. It was just, man, Duff, you got to mix it up a little more, you know? You can hit us with the folk rock, soft-hearted stuff. That's fine because you're good at that too. But balance it out with some hard rockers for the rest of us, you know? And then we'll expand our minds with the rest. But you got to give us more rock. But other than that, there wasn't too much that I got, and was like, I wasted my money on this. Yeah. So you know, not too bad. Not too bad out of the all the albums that came out this year. Do you got any like newer bands that almost made, or newer, newish bands that almost made your list?
2: Uh, newish bands. Well, yeah, I yeah I've got several. Um, Anchor Lane. They had a call this re call this a reality was the album name. Um, like that one a lot. Um. Well, they're not really a, they're they're not newer band as far as the age of the band, but The Defiance, which uh you know has uh, Rob Webb and Bruno Ravel from Danger Danger and you know that 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 I'd go bigger go home was a great song. I like that one. Um The Greed with a song called Ride Along has kind of a Def Leppard sound to it. Um Enforcer. Uh they had an album called it Nostalgia that almost made my list. That was that was wow. a good one. Um lost hearts from here in nashville max fry's band um had a song called hate yourself that was great um let me look here any newer bands so they're oh yeah another band called i don't know if they're newer but they're called so in s-o-e-n and the album's called memorial i think they're a german band hmm. they're really great too uh, another huh. another nashville band stolen prayer Oh, yeah. They're the one that had the the singer that got up with Stevie at the Rock and Pod pre party and did talk dirty to me. He looks just like like a member of Poison from the eighties. Um, Wings of Steel. I'm not sure if they're a newer band or not, but they had a song called "Liar and Love" from an album called Gates Gates of Twilight that was good. Um, yeah, those are some of the Ravenstein. Also, um, oh yeah, but the self-titled. I remember
3: them from Fresh Blood? That was good.
2: Jin uh, Annie. Almost Made My List, uh, that we played them earlier in the year. Elegant Weapons, newer band, but not new, not younger guys, but, of course, Richie Faulkner.
3: Well, I had some pretty close calls myself. I got uh, Dirty Honey, Can't Find the Breaks. Yeah, I had
2: them close, to.
3: Damn good songs on there. I really struggled with that one. I wanted to put them in the top 10 so bad. It's like, man, if I could only go to 12, yeah. you know, I, this would be something. But they just barely got knocked out. Another one that was right at the top that I liked a lot was the new album from the Black Spiders, Can't Die, Won't Die.
2: I haven't even listened to that one yet. I still need to check it out.
3: I like all their stuff. Every time they come out with something, it's pretty damn cool. Let's see, what else I have on my list? Wigwam came out with a new album. Remember Ron always talk about
2: Wigwam all yep. the time? They had a song called Uppercut Shazam that almost made my list.
3: Nice. Yeah, pretty good album called Out of the Dark. And then I think you mentioned them earlier. White Reaper asking for a ride it was another one of mine too. That was, man, that could have been in my top ten. Ask me again tomorrow, and some of these might be.
2: Yeah, some others. Uh, it's a band called Air Raid that had a, an album called Fatal Encounter. Uh, Amorelio, Amar- I think is how you say it. Uh, electric metal, metal Man. It's a, you know it's cheesy, but it's good. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 what was the one? There. Oh, and there's one one band on here. Called Velvet and Cashmere, and this song sounds like the best Jesus Chrysler song that never came out. But it sounds like lyrics Baco would come up with. Called it's, oh yeah, it's a song called Dose of Masculinity. It's funny as hell. Nice. It sounds like something Jesus Chrysler would have done. But uh, that was one, and then I had uh, I have a category called Not for Our Audience, but Great Anyway. Okay, all and, right. And that includes uh, Empire with a Y. Uh, with an album called Relentless, which was a great one.
3: What's what is that? Why why doesn't it fit our audience?
2: It's a little too. It's like a mix of pop and prog. It's it's like I, I get into some weird stuff and like this, but I I can't see the majority of Decibel Geek listeners being into this band. But even though they they may not be, I like it a lot. Um, huh. Red Hook with, with an album called Postcard from a Living Hell. This sounds like Christina Aguilera started a new metal band. like that's what it sounds like, but it's awesome. Hmm. So to me it is. okay? Uh, Theocracy with an album called "Mosaic" and a song called Mosaic. Uh, very proggy, like um, I don't know, kind of like if yes was a, if yes was a melodic metal band, is what they sound like. Hmm. Um, Ray Alder with an album called Two. Uh, Ray Alder was the singer for Fate's Warning. So uh, okay, very proggy metal, and uh, but really good stuff. There's not a song called "This Hollow Shell" you'd like.
3: I think the only one I'd put into there that I liked, but probably don't fit so much, was the new Duran Duran album "Dance Macabre." There's a song on there called "Black Moonlight" that sounds like old school Duran Duran. It's pretty damn cool. Rest of the album just kind of so-so.
2: It's called "Dance Macabre."
3: Uh huh. Are they ripping off Ghost? This is supposed to be like a dark Duran Duran album.
2: Is it? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Okay.
3: Kinda. I mean, that one song, like I said, Black Moonlight, sounds like, I don't know, it could probably fit on Rio or something.
2: of rio Uh um and then i had three uh standout guitar solos uh this year and um one was the cruel intentions with a single they put out called white line denied that's all about cocaine um song's okay it's not great but the solo absolutely rips Um, mammoth wvh where wolfie does a song called take a bow off the mammoth 2 album yeah. And he used Eddie's guitar and amps to record the solo, and it sounds just like an Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. So nice. I, I'll give him massive credit for that, because you know it's in the genes. He knows how to play like his dad. So you um, know you don't need a whole album of that, but it's cool to hear him do it for a song. I'll take a whole album of that. I would do, but I don't. I don't blame him for not doing it. Um, and then the top solo of the year. Even though I didn't like the album so much um, I like Riffs here, I like melodies There, but uh, Extreme with a song called Rise. Uh, Nuno Absolutely kills it on the Solo on that song, and that's the solo Of the year for most people called six but uh interesting album not great though yeah
3: that was one i kind of struggled with too because i wanted to like it but then i got it and it's
2: like yeah it's kind of like half an album yeah it's another one that's
3: a really great ep
2: sounds like a lot of solo ideas from gary and nuno and they threw them together
3: yeah i'd like to see these guys stick around for maybe one more and try to make it a little more cohesive
2: yeah, but that solo alone on Rise, Jesus Christ, what a solo!
3: Yeah, well, you can't take it away from Nuno, man. No, he's, he, he rules.
2: He's as close as we have to a guitar hero right now.
3: Uh, we got a lot of guitar heroes. He's one of them. One of the top. He's at, sure. he's at the top. Okay, all right. Speaking of being at the top, we are top of the list. Top five. Is that where we're at? Yep. All right, so where do we leave off? Who's You go first? It'll be,
2: yeah, it'll be my number five.
3: Okay, here we are. It's, the stakes are high now.
2: All right, I never expected to have a Rolling Stones album on my best of list, much less at number five. Uh, the Stones returned in 2023 with Hackney Diamonds, uh, which was a surprisingly good collection of songs. And uh, do you know what the meaning of Hackney Diamonds is?
3: Hmm, I don't i can't tell you i
2: can actually tell you because uh keith richards was interviewed on howard stern show and uh it's a great interview if you haven't checked it out but uh he mentioned because of course howard's like the rest of us what the hell does that mean um the original idea for the album title was going to be like smash and grab like break in somewhere steal and run off yeah so they wanted to call it smash and grab but then like the record company didn't like that idea so then there's a – in, the, in a British area or in a, in a somewhere in England, you'll have people rob stores and stuff will get left behind as they rob stores. They'll break into a store, steal what they can, and leave stuff laying around. And the stuff laying around is called hackney diamonds. So that's where the, the phrase comes from.
3: So that's for like the people to come after the break-in and just – pick for diamonds yeah it's
2: like stuff left over from when they do a smash and grab it's stuff that's laying on the floor they call it hackney diamonds stuff left over that people could steal huh okay all right it features tons of guest appearances on this paul mccartney lady gaga elton john stevie wonder bill wyman comes back for a song and it's of course most importantly the last drum tracks from charlie watts on a couple of the songs and yeah. um I usually get nervous about guest appearances on albums because usually it means oh the material's not strong enough. Let's call in the big guns and we'll get the credit for that. Um, but in this one, they they don't really, you know, they don't really get in the way. Most of the guests work to serve the song, which and the songwriting on this is great. Uh, Mick Jagger still sounds awesome. The riffs from Keith Richards and Ron Wood are great. Some of my favorite songs on this one: "Live by the Sword," "Bite My Head Off," and uh, "Whole Wide World."
1: behind the bars of prison you're never getting out they want to break your
2: your Rolling Stones info, including info on the tour uh, that is sponsored by AARP, not a joke, at RollingStones.com. <laughs> that's not a joke? That's not a joke. They are wow. they are the tour sponsor. Well, I guess that makes sense. That totally makes sense. I mean, that's their target audience. I mean, they're, they're not playing Nashville. They're playing Chicago next summer. I'm considering going.
3: Wow. Imagine that. 2023 was the year That not only did you get kind of a new Beatles song, but you also got a new album from the Rolling Stones.
2: Well, and the Rolling Stones album is actually good.
3: It's better than what I expected. You know, I don't know if I'm just not that big of a Rolling Stones fan. I mean, there's a lot of their stuff I really like. And I've done some deeper dives on some of their albums and listened to the the backtracks more and found stuff in there that I liked a lot. But I just, I wasn't that excited when it came out, but then everybody raved about it so much that I went and got it. And I listened to it, I thought, well, you know what, this is better than what I expected. But I just wasn't, wasn't nothing I was really just blown away by. That's fair. It's one of those things because the Beatles, they were gone. That made that kind of a legendary thing, but when i was coming up like the rolling stones were still around you know and they were doing weird stuff that i didn't like and so in the era that i came up like the rolling stones weren't very cool so yeah listening to some of these songs sound more like some of their old school stuff was that was a pleasant surprise i'll give it that
2: i could hear like re- reminiscing of mick taylor era stones and also you know some of the disco-y stuff on certain th- even if you're not a disco fan it's like they really did give it a shot at you know, putting out something that fit in with the rest of their catalog, which is what I appreciated yeah. about it.
3: Not bad, old-timers. Yeah. Okay, so then that brings me up to my number five album of the year. And this was a band that I discovered this year. They've been around for a minute, but I never knew about them before this year. And it was for doing a Fresh Blood, you know, like we do... Throughout the year, we'll take the time to bust out Fresh Blood episodes where we're looking for the hottest, freshest, newest bands in all the hard rock and heavy metal music to prove over and over and over again that people say, well, you know, rock music ain't popular like it once was and, oh, the bands aren't as good as the bands from yesteryear and all that good stuff, and we love to prove more than anything that man there's a lot of new bands coming out all the time that are really damn good so fresh blood's always one of our favorite things to do but the the real effect of that for me and i know for chris too is that we go out looking we go looking for stuff you know we're trying to find the coolest things we don't want to just throw together bullshit to come out with an episode like that we really want to find some good stuff and sometimes we'll stumble onto things that For me, for example, a perfect example is my number five pick, and it's a new album that came out last year called Midnight Lightning by a band called Roadwolf. And I'd never heard of Roadwolf before, but I listened to it and I go, holy shit, you know, this is amazing. I could pick any song off this album. And I get looking at it, it's like, okay, well, they're out on Napalm Records, so they must kind of be somebody. And then I look and it's like, they've been around for quite a while and have got a handful of albums out already and it's like this is why we do this show it's to give the people that are listening to this show the same feelings that we're getting when you discover something like this so for everybody it might not be road wolf it might be spirit adrift it might be gearish in the chronicles it might be any one of these bands to listen to that and go wow you know this is something i really like a lot i want to find out about this band i want to know about them i want to get their stuff you know i i wanted this is something that speaks to me i want it all and i like the feeling and knowing that we're doing that for people by spreading the word about these bands and the music coming out and so when it happens to me it's a beautiful reminder of the service that we provide by doing the decibel geek podcast because man that's a hell of a feeling to listen to a band for the first time and just be like wow and then come to realize they've been around for a minute and they've got a bunch of cool stuff so now i've got a new band that i consider to be one of my favorites and a couple of months ago i had no idea who they were so thank goodness that rock and metal is still alive and well and we're still discovering new stuff all the time so the album was called metal lightning the band's called road wolf they got a bunch of cool stuff Check this out, title track right here. roadwolf crazy man crazy
2: yeah i remember stumbling upon that we were getting ready to record and it was like the suggested video on youtube for after something i watched yeah you know it'll bring up like nine videos or whatever for you to watch and i was like well I'll click on this because roadwolf is just a cool band name so i'm like i got to see what roadwolf sounds like yeah and i'm like holy shit and i was like i sent the link to Aaron. And i'm like Listen to this, I just found this. And all of a sudden he's like, Holy shit, I gotta buy this like now. So oh, it was yeah. just yeah, the incredible album. Yeah, and
3: thanks to Chris Sinzak for finding a band that nobody's ever heard of before. And I go, Wow, this is one of my new favorite things. And so, man, I jump it right up top five. This band deserves it. And their other stuff, if I'd known about them before, would have probably made my top tens in all the previous years leading up to this release. Man, oh, man, keep them coming, and tour the States. Come tour the States. We'll come see you.
2: You know that, or we just need to go over to Europe and enjoy all the shows out there.
3: Yeah, all kinds of cool stuff going on there all the time.
2: And uh, speaking of Europe, well, take me to my number four pick, and it's not a surprise that Eclipse made my list, of course, but uh, it is a surprise that they aren't in my top three. Um, They released Megalomanium in 2023. It's got great songs on it, but overall just didn't really fully click with me this time. Now, I'm not sure if that's if that means it's a drop in quality or if I've just changed as a listener, because that does happen. Sometimes you do outgrow bands to a point. They've been around since 99, but they didn't come on my radar until 2012 when Bleed and Scream was new. But it's still a strong album, several great tunes on it, such as Got It, Children of the Night, and this one that just has an awesome chorus and guitar solo. The hardest part is losing you. just love their sense of melody but it's also got a good grit to it and that solo is just one of the best solos I heard over the last year so um it it didn't top Nuno but it was up there
3: yeah and I know for you you know you say it's Eclipse so obviously you're gonna pick it which I kind of expected you would but there have been times in the past where you've been kind of critical of them so I'm glad to see they're coming back around for you
2: they can tend to get a little cookie cutter with what their fans want. And to me, I want to hear them try to, you know, expand a little bit. So sometimes it's like, all right, I've heard the same song, three songs in a row. So it's like, you know, mix it up a little bit, but that song in particular stood out. That's
3: always a tough problem for a band, isn't it? Like you kind of divide your base. You know, you got the people that know what they like. They like you the way you are. Don't change a thing, baby. It's great. And then you got people that go, well, you know, it'd be nice for you to change it up a little bit. And then those fans go, hey, wait a minute. Don't be changing nothing up because we like it the way it is. You know, we're like, yeah, but it'd be cool if you, hey, knock it off. You know?
2: (laughs) Well, to me, there's only so many motorheads and ACDCs where you can pull that off. Um,
3: Overkills. Yeah.
2: Yeah. An overkill. But like Eclipse, it's like, you know, mix it up a little bit, guys.
3: Right on. Well, that sounds good, man. I'd actually like to check that out. I picked up an Eclipse CD. I, I can't remember which one. I need to do a deeper dive on that band. You've been singing so high about them for so long. Yeah. Okay, so so now we're up to my number four. Yep. Mm. Here's the beauty of this. People want to tell you, and I said a little while earlier, Rock and metal just ain't what it's supposed to be. It's it's not what it used to be. It's not as good. There's no good new bands. Well, the thing is, is we do those Fresh Blood episodes and the Radio Sucks radio shows because, man, there's a lot of stuff out there that nobody is putting forward. Like, you're not hearing it on the radio. You got to hear them same songs over and over again. So there's no room to give you a try on something new. But we do. We take pride in doing that. And so when I'm telling you that it's 2023 and we're rolling into 2024, and as far as great new music coming out from young rockers, we're in a good place. I don't even know how I discovered this, but I played it on Fresh Blood not too long ago, somewhere in 2023. And I was blown away because it was this metal band, this hard rock band from a little bitty town in Michigan. And I was like, "What is this? You know, so I look at it, I play it, I go, "Holy shit, you know, this is amazing." So I look them up, and they're on the band camp, and it just said they're formed in the summer of twenty twenty one Wanted is a band with the distinct goal of resurrecting tradition, loud, melodic, heavy metal that ruled the airwaves through the eighties. The band's main influences consist of Rat, Dokken, and Van Halen. Wanted was put together. In the very small town of Leonard, Michigan, a mile east of Oxford, Michigan, if you even know where that is. (laughs) They're not guys our age. They're young dudes that have discovered this music and know that it doesn't matter what's popular now. Just like when we were kids and we listened to stuff that came out years before we were born and loved it. These guys are doing the same thing and they're being influenced by it. Good music. Young people being influenced by good, hard rock music. It's the future, and it's looking good. With a band like Wanted, man, somebody's got to jump in. I mean, there's so many, we talked about so many labels today putting out all these new albums. Somebody's got to grab this band. They're too good to not be out there doing something and having to release their own stuff. They got two albums out. Chain Reaction came out probably, I guess, about a year ago. And then this year, they came out with an album called Late Attraction. And man, it was killer. I played a song off of there. I don't remember which one. Like I said, I could pretty much pick anything off of here. And if you're a fan of those bands, Rat Doc and Van Halen, all the stuff that we love, man, there's nothing not to love about this. And I love it a lot. I'm ordering it. I meant to order it last week. But i'm ordering it as soon as we're done here i'm getting on the band camp i'm getting these two albums because this band is something i want to carry with me for a while here's a taste it's the title track from that album late attraction this band called wanted love that man they got the heart they got the spirit they got the style they got it down man wanted and i do remember it was chris fretwell that had posted about this band and i didn't think nothing of it but then i clicked on it because he knows his stuff and was completely blown away so you think we're turning you guys on to stuff all the time hey that works both ways you guys do the same for us
2: got the 80s style artwork on the album cover too it's great
3: i love that i love it i love it and to think that these are all just young dudes you know that that makes me love it even more
2: well that's like there's some people you just can't please because they're like man music's not the same as it was when i was growing up and i'm like here's wanted late attraction check this out oh that's just ripping off the 80s bands i'm like well what the fuck do you want
3: Right. Yeah, you want new bands to sound good? You want them to sound like your favorite bands? These guys are doing that, you know. They're they're influenced by the same things you're influenced by, you know. It's like huh. shitting on that would be kind of like shitting on yourself. It's brand new product that sounds like what you love. What's not to like? Exactly. There ain't nothing not to like <laughs> about Wanted. How you like that? A band from a little tiny town in the middle of Michigan top 5. Right there. That's
2: right. They better share this episode. <laughs> Cause I will tag them in the in the post.
3: <laughs> I bet they will.
2: I always appreciate the bands that actually share what we do more. It's like, hey, we're giving you a tip of the hat. You know, at the very least, share. You don't have to spend a dime for that.
3: Heck yeah. So there you go. Wanted, late attraction, album number four for me. Sweet.
2: So we're into the top three now. All right, it's getting really, really gritty now. All right, so it's been discussed several times about how a combination of our Kiss fandom, your fandom of Hera of the Dog, and the ether that is the Nashville music scene kind of brought us into contact with Ryan Cook, Jeremy Asbrock, and Phil Schaus. So I'm not going to go into the whole story about that, but it's fun to look back on.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, it is.
2: So what started as a seed planted with the big rock show and the rock and roll residency would end up leading these guys to gigs with Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, and Accept.
3: It still blows my mind to even think about it. It makes perfect sense, but it's still wild. It's
2: wild to look back and realize that. And, um, you know, even though all that cool stuff happened, we always wanted original material from these guys. You know, And we we got a taste of it with the residency EP that came out a few years ago.
3: Which was awesome.
2: And it was fun. But they they really brought it home in the last year with the release of uh, Rock City Machine Company. And we had high expectations for this. And this album just shattered them. Um, Eight songs, all great, pure rock and roll. Uh, And by the way, I do have your autographed CD still here. We have to get together and I give it to you. Um, You know, the cover of Ramblin' Gamblin', man, is great. Ryan's voice is perfect on it.
3: Yeah, and I love that they picked that as a cover because that's not one... That everybody covers right. or everybody has covered, you know, it's a unique cover. Like I heard somebody say, "Oh, it's just some basic cover." Bullshit, man! Not only is it show how rocking that song is, and how much there's potential there to just rock it out just a little bit more. It's a unique song to pick. It's not overdone. It's not overplayed. That's the trick with picking a good cover song. I think is like, does everybody know it? But is it still not overplayed? Yep. They picked a perfect one right there.
2: So that, that cover's awesome, but uh, I got a bigger charge out of the original songs on this thing, including yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Summer Song, The Last Time. And yes, I'm going to play a ballad because it stacks up against some of the classics. It's a song called High Road. There's
1: no church on Sunday.
3: year when that came out
2: yeah and um my wife and i were lucky enough to attend the album listening party when the album came out at a place called the eighth room here in nashville and uh our good buddy greg mangus was sitting next to us and that was one of the you know mangus is a, is a music snob just like we are so like he's listening intently as this goes on and he's listening to the album and it got to high road and he's like that's the one he's like that song He's like, that stands out from the rest of it. He's like, that's a classic fucking song. And it really is. It's like, you know, and you may not even be a ballad guy, but you have to admit, if that was released in 1977, it would have been a gigantic hit. I mean, it's such an amazing song.
3: Well, and Ryan Cook's always been so good for that. Hair of the Dog was the same way. It'd be a album packed full of kicky-in-the-face rock and roll, But then, you know, he's still got that that KISS sensibility to him where he can sit down and write something pretty and nice. You know, they had that uh, You Are the One song. Michael Wagner called that his Pink Umbrella song because someday he still had the belief that that song was going to make a lot of money. And it is. It's one of those songs where... You know, how somebody hasn't used this in a Jared's commercial or something like that, you know, because it's such a love song and it'd be perfect for something like that. Ryan's got it in him to bust out stuff like that where, yeah, it's a ballad, but it doesn't come off as cheesy or goofy.
2: That's heartfelt
3: heartfelt yeah for sure i like that that's the perfect way to describe it
2: yeah and they they had a rough end of the year so uh you know the the record company that was that had them signed had to go under for a lot of reasons and um they got dropped off the skid row tour but of course the skid row tour wound up getting canceled anyway but um i do have faith that they're going to get some backing in the future and some more material is going to come out because they're too good not to continue. I just, I love that album.
3: Right. And if this is the album that you can shop around to other people that might be interested in putting some money behind it, that's an easy sell, brother.
2: I would think so. And Marty Fredrickson produced it. You know, Marty's worked with everybody.
3: And don't let that song fool you. The rest of it is kick-ass rock and roll.
2: Tons of great rock and roll on it.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. That would have been, yeah, that'd have been top three for me also. No doubt.
2: Right on. All right, so you're number three.
3: All right, here we are. We're getting right up there. Now, this is the important stuff. This one was something I was kind of looking forward to. You know, when I got introduced to the band Saigon Kick back in the day, it was the same way that I think most people got introduced to the band was through the video to Love Is On The Way. And I didn't like that. You know, I thought, oh, man, this is lame. I don't like this. But then over time, I had a buddy that would always talk about Saigon Kick, and I'd be like, ah, fuck Saigon Kick, they suck. And he'd say, you gotta listen to the rest of the album, you gotta listen to the rest of the album. And so finally, one day he's playing something, I go, wow, man, what is this? Well, it was the rest of the album. And from there in, man, I like Saigon Kick, but I guess not enough. And I hate to say this because I'm not the only one, and that's what makes or breaks a band. Not enough to really stick with them over the years. But it wasn't until Jason Beeler made an appearance at Rockin' Pod a few years ago that meeting him really kind of re-peaked my interest in Saigon Kicks. So then from there, I started going back and getting more of the older stuff and really liking it. So it's like, okay, now I want to keep up with what this guy is doing now. So in 2023... Jason Bieler comes back with the Baron Von Bielski Orchestra to bust out a new album called Postcards from the Asylum. And man, I was really kind of excited for it because at that time I was still really pretty strong on my Saigon kick kick that I was on. And so this coming out new kind of added to that. So I wanted to pre-order it and make sure I got it. And when I got it, it's pretty blown away by it. You know, it's Jason Beeler, so there's going to be some artsy stuff mixed in there. And that's okay, because he's a little crazy, and we accept that. But he also understands that there's fans of his that like the hard rock and stuff. And he finds a way to kind of... Man, his songs are complex. Like, there's a lot to these songs. So it's like almost one of those things like... I don't want to think too much when I listen to my rock and roll. I want to think about, you know, listening to ACDC. Don't gotta think about it. You just go into automatic rock and roll drive. You know, you don't gotta do nothing. The music just takes you over. This Jason Beeler stuff, you kinda of listen to and go, What's going on here? You like the first couple of listens, you're really kinda of lost in everything. It's an album you gotta to listen to a few times. And then you start kind of clicking with everything and you go, okay all right, now I'm starting to get it. And then once it kicks in fully, it's like, man, this is a killer album. It's just loaded full of good stuff. I like everything on here pretty much. A song that really stood out to me was one called Heathens. what i like i like it when he kicks that ass and that's what he did on this like i said a little bit of something for everybody on here from the old school saigon kick fans to people that are just looking for something new and unique and different you're gonna find it here postcards from the asylum my number three album of 2023
2: and this is a momentous occasion because aaron camaro likes something that has horns on it
3: it ain't all horny (laughs) only partially there's
2: no sexual harassment going on right now
3: that's right. I don't feel sexually harassed, no,
2: but I it's it's so odd. But Beeler makes it work, and like I, I know, I've never seen somebody that just takes the whole throw everything in the kitchen sink into the process, you know, method. But he, he always makes it work. It's weird.
3: It's like you you get almost two different experiences when you're listening to it. It's like you get to put on the headphones, listen to it, experience where it kind of blows your mind a little bit, but then you also got the you know popping in the car while you're driving around and just kind of rock out to it kind of experience too. So it's two different things in one. And like you said, it's it's crazy, but it works. Like even for a guy just looking to listen to some good rock music, it works in both ways.
2: And I, I, I will not uh, confirm nor deny that uh, when he was at Rockin' Pod in 2019 and somebody... <laughs> Somebody had told him that his lunch was being delivered soon. He actually kind of hummed to himself, "Lunch is on the way."
3: Oh man, see that? Isn't that a
2: commercial? Has anybody done that yet? I don't know, but Beeler did that. Yeah, <laughs> he is one of the funniest people in the music industry. Like if you follow, yeah. you don't follow him on Facebook, you're missing out.
3: Oh, for sure, because he's
2: hilarious. Um, I like
3: when he opens it up for the Ask Me Anything. Every once in a while, I'll catch it and try to think of some weird-ass thing to ask him.
2: Yeah, you always have to be clever around Beeler. Uh-huh. And he is Satan, according to Matt Kramer. If you haven't heard that, listen to our GeekWire episode. Um, all right, so we got two picks left each. Yeah, so, so here we are. I'm going to close out my picks with a couple of no-frills bands that kind of stand out from the crowd. First up is Fortune Child from Jacksonville, Florida and they kind of show off a 70s era influence, but they don't straight copy any of the bands. There's a real authenticity to their sound and they're not afraid to do kind of extended jam sessions during their songs, which is normally not my thing. But with this band, for some reason I'm, I'm always all in on it. Uh, Christian powers, vocals fit the music perfectly. The singles they've released so far since 2022 have all been home runs. They don't release albums. They just release singles. So here we go again (laughs) with a single. Mm -hmm. Um, my uh my pick was a song that's gotten a a ton of play in my house and in my car and just has a great vibe to it even the rest of my family actually likes this song this is a song called push pull
1: We were free Just a castle and no key I never made it to the sea One hundred miles lay in between A never-ending mirror of uncertainty You took it off me In the morning ready for the storm Neither you or I could say I never made it to the sea One thousand steps of broken he It brings the highest and the mighty to their knees You took it off me
2: Keep track of Fortune Child at fortunechildmusic.com.
3: Why they don't put out no albums?
2: I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I'm not their manager.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, take it easy, man. I was just asking.
2: I don't know, but they're, they're too fucking good not to put on my list.
3: Maybe that's one of them deals like they're just kind of releasing them as they go, and eventually they'll get to the point where they got enough songs to go, okay, it's an album now. I
2: think they put out like eight or nine singles since last year so they probably have enough for an album
3: if they got eight or nine singles they just write two or three more songs and then put that as a complete album and man see these are bands that do they not have a record label or no they're
2: totally independent
3: yeah see that's the problem we need somebody to come in and help out fortune child help them help us to get full albums and music
2: Wow, great band. I'm kind of amazed they're not signed or, or they haven't been offered a good enough deal yet.
3: Hmm, There's bands out there. Look at Wanted. Look at Fortune Child.
2: Money to be made.
3: Yeah, the future could be bright. It's looking good. So there you go. And number two, Fortune Child. I know you love that band. You've been raving about them all year long. They're so good. All right, well, I got a band at number two. I'm betting everybody's probably heard of. The highly anticipated album came out this year. Probably the one that everybody talked about the most. This album was pretty divisive. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. I tended to love it. Pretty much the whole thing. That was great. I mean, when Metallica comes out with a new album, you know it's going to be top 10. You know it's going to be right up there. 72 Seasons... Man, I loved it. I thought it was great. I got it as soon as I put it in. This wasn't one that you had to play around with and listen a bunch of times to. This is one that kicked your ass right off the beginning. It's just one that I keep going back to. I got it on the iPod. There wasn't nothing I left off. The whole thing's on there. I put it on the Metallica shuffle. It doesn't bother me when this stuff gets mixed in with other classic Metallica songs because there's songs on here that seem like they fit from different eras. Like, this could be on that, and that would be a great song for the Black album. And this could even go into kind of the load-reload era kind of stuff. But it's all good. Man, yeah, you got to love it. Metallica, 72 seasons. Everybody wanted it. Everybody's always happy when Metallica comes out with a new album. I think if you complained about this, I don't know what would make you happy.
2: You're a miserable prick.
3: I think it's damn near a perfect album. There's nothing on here I hate. Is it classic Metallica? No, but it can't be. But that's okay, as long as they're putting out stuff like this, I dig it. Album packed full of great songs. I like everything. One of my favorites, a song called Too Far Gone. No!
2: It's interesting you picked this one because, and it's funny, when I first saw your list, I was like, too far gone. I was like, how do you, because to me, and I still feel this way, Lux Turna" is the best song that they've done in years. I think that song is amazing.
3: I just figured everybody's heard that now, a million times by now.
2: But you're right, But because I went back and listened to this record again recently. I, I listened to it several times through the year because I liked it a lot, but I went back recently because I knew you were picking it. And this song is kind of the sleeper song on the record because it's got like elements of their whole history on it. Like there's little, yeah. there's certain riffs on it that almost fit into the Kill 'Em All Ride, the lightning era. And then there's yeah, stuff on here that yeah. sounds like Load and Reload. And it's like the song alone is like a Metallica jukebox almost. It's, it's interesting.
3: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, But like I said, I could have really picked anything off of it.
2: Yeah, but I mean, but Lux Eterna, Jesus Christ, what a song. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the best songs I've heard from them since before the Black Album. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> all hmm. right, so we're down to number one.
3: This is it. The moment we've all been waiting for. The Decibel Geek Albums of the Year. We each get to pick one. We can both say, hey, ours was the number one album of the year. And you can say, no, mine was. And we can argue about it. But at the end of the day, we are co-hosts on this thing with equal say, so we each get our own list. So at number one, the top two albums of 2023.
2: I mean, that's what makes the show fun is we have different tastes and stuff. So it's like, you know, you, my number one may not have even made your list and vice versa. So that's that's the fun of it, you know, and that's always the fun of like what we did in middle school when we argued with our friends over Motley Crue versus Guns N' Roses. So
3: yeah. It's
2: not a big deal, but uh, and it's more fun when you guys interact with us on social media on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Tell us what where we got it wrong. What albums did we forget? What's better? Yeah. You know, who had the better what's list?
3: You, what's your number one album of 2023?
2: Yeah, give us your top 10 because I love reading everyone's list, it's always fun. Yeah, I
3: like that. I like that too.
2: So, um, Canada is going to top my best of 2023 list. Who would have expected that? Nice. Uh, with a band that's got two members. How you like that, eh? Yeah, I know. Two members, a band called Crownlands, with vocalist/slash okay. drummer Cody Bowles and guitarist/bassist/slash keyboardist Kevin Como. And they've got a real unique chemistry musically. Cody Bowles' vocals are insane. the The clarity and power of this guy's upper register. This is really, really rare. And, you know, like I said, I had 113 songs in the running for this thing. No one sounded as good vocally as this guy. This guy is insanely good. They've gotten a ton of comparison to Rush, and as you'll hear, for obvious reasons, they sound just like Rush from the back in the day. And there's no doubt that there's a massive influence there. But while the influence is obvious, the songs are still there. And a lot of them are really catchy. Their sound, their look, even their album art is all done well. They recently got a really good shot at exposure. They opened for Kiss on their uh, Canadian run for the end of the road tour, which is that still going on? I'm not sure. I think it's over. Um, their 2023 album, Fearless. Yes, my number one is a full album, Aaron. So you can nice, you can relax. Um, right. It's incredible from start to finish. Not one bad song on this whole album. Every uh, every song is great. And uh picking a favorite was really difficult but I think folks are going to enjoy this. Here's my top song from my top album from 2023. It's Crownlands with Dreamer of the Dawn.
3: That is something
2: what a voice right
3: yeah i mean i think we've you've played this before haven't you
2: i think i played it on a uh, fresh blood
3: i think so i think we talked about it then like wow rush
2: fans must really really love this it's so good but like even like getty lee and i'm not i'm a, I'm a rush fan but i'm not a rush fan um even getty lee stuff i can only handle so much of but this guy's almost got a more palatable voice Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I'm interested in checking out more of that. Really good stuff. I was shocked when Kiss picked them for the uh, opener for the Canadian dates. I was like, man, it's about time a decent band got a a shot at opening one of these arena tours.
3: Yeah, them lucky Canadians. We got stinking painters.
2: Yeah, (laughs) they're better than watching paint dry.
3: Way better. That's cool, man. I love that. So yeah, the upcoming band is nailing your number one spot of 2023, something that... You were right. You called it. I wouldn't have had that on my list because I don't really know nothing about it.
2: Well, I mean, it it could have been either them or Fortune Child, but here's where you'll be proud of me. I picked them for number one because they put a full album out, and the album's great.
3: Oh, yeah. I'd have pitched a fit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if I'd picked a single? You're telling
3: me this one (laughs) song is better than all these other albums. I call bullshit on that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be an unfair advantage.
3: But you know what? We can be flexible with this. You know, Maybe between now and next year, maybe we change it. Maybe it's not the top 10 albums of the year. Maybe it's the top 10 songs of the year.
2: Well, I've kind of already done that without you. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, okay, well then I guess it's just time for me to catch up. So maybe that's what we'll do next year.
2: <laughs> it's fun either way and you get exposed to basically 20 new artists or artists you haven't heard yet.
3: Right, and a bunch of bands that you've heard of that came out with new music that you might have missed. Well, here we go one more for me, my top album of 2023. And really, when it came down to it, we talk about like the insanity that Chris puts into really, really deep diving on everything. Man, I knew immediately what my number one album was because it's the one that has given me the most joy in the year, the given me the most listens, you know, the one that stuck with me the longest, it's great when a band that you love comes out with something new, especially when it's been a while. Like, it's been a while. It was 2017 when Queens of the Stone Age came out with Villains, so I've been waiting for that new album for quite some time, and it was kind of a surprise. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, Queens of the Stone Age is coming out with a new album. I love this band. Man, this is one of my all-time favorites. Like, this is Boy, it's a top 10 band for me, maybe even top five. That's how much I love Queens of the Stone Age. And it's always tough when it's one of your favorite bands because when they come out with something new, your expectations are high, You know, really high. And there's been times in the past with this and many other bands that (coughs) my expectations are so high that there's no way this band could ever meet them. That's terrible as a fan to think that way. But it's like, but I love you so much and I respect you so much. And, you know, I know you can come out with an amazing album. And then sometimes, you know, that's that's hard to live up to. So when a band that you love and you really believe in comes out with something new and your expectations are so high for it that when it comes out and not only does it meet your expectations, it surpasses them, then that's something pretty damn special. This album, man, it didn't take me one time rolling through this and going, oh yeah, this is something. And then starting over and rolling through it again and going, yeah, this is amazing. And it seemed like every time I listened to it, I would like it more and more and more. And pretty soon, it's, it was like back in the day when you'd pick up something and just listen to it so much that you'd start picking up on the words and knowing how the songs go and kind of singing along a little bit. You know, and I miss that from being a kid where you'd get something new and be so excited for it that you listen to it a whole bunch, especially when it's brand new and get to the point where you know the words and you're singing along. And then it's almost like an instant classic. And that's what the new album from Queens of the Stone Age is. In Time's New Roman is an instant classic it stands up with everything this band's ever done it is surpassed a lot of the albums this band has already come out with and for being something brand new in 2023 and me like I said I'm a huge fan high expectations blew them away the whole album kicks ass I got the whole thing on the iPod then I got to see them live this summer and maybe outside of Ugly Kid Joe was the best concert I've seen in a long long time and just the whole experience of it, that was the cool part, too, was learning the new songs and then seeing them live. And they played a really good mix of, like, half classic songs and half songs off the new album. But because I'd been listening to it so much and was so into it, that made it awesome. It made me feel like when I was young, when, some, when a band would come out with a new album and then you'd listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, finally get to see them live and see them play some of the songs off the new album how amazing that always was and that's kind of how this all ties together for me to make it number one not only is the album killer it's filled with great tracks it gave me good feelings and it gave me a whole experience that I haven't had in a long long time so this album hell yeah it kicks ass
1: nothing 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 inside
3: it man i love it i'm so happy with this album
2: it's probably the best stuff i've heard from them I, and you know i'm not a giant fan of queens of the stone age but it's like it they definitely knocked it out of the park with this one
3: yeah big time so much to the point like you say you know a lot of bands nowadays they'll put out new albums but that doesn't mean they're playing any of the new songs when they come around you know they're still relying on all the classics but i don't like that i like it when like If it's a favorite band of mine And they come out with a new album I'm going to buy it And I'm going to listen to it So then that makes it fun To hear those new songs live Because that's your first chance To get to do that But a lot of the bands that we You know, especially the older ones Will come out with a new album And sell a few and make some money But then when it comes time to play live It's like, no, we're just going to play stuff From the 80s and 90s We're not playing nothing off the new album And that's kind of kind of lame it's like well you just came out with a new album but you don't feel like nothing on that album can stand up to your classic songs then why'd you put it out if it sucks That is lame. i was just excited to hear a lot of those new songs than i was to hear their classic stuff
2: right on well that was gonna be the playout song how do we end this
3: (laughs) um well we can yeah just say thank you for spending your 2023 with us sorry it took us a minute to get this to you but we know it's worth it it's my fault because you guys all care about what we think because we all have rock and roll hive mind yes. we're all in this together um i want to thank pantheon podcast for sticking with us another year in 2023 and we got to talk to a lot of great people last year got to meet a lot of cool people have a lot of good times and a lot of great shows we grew a lot Got a lot of great listenership. Love the people that interact with us. Thanks to everybody that leaves us some reviews and recommendations or who shares and retweets the episodes. If you're following us on the social medias, get in on that Facebook group, the Decibel Geek Community. And that's where all the conversation's happening. And, yeah, I know I we're a little ways into January already, almost into February, but uh, Happy New Year, everybody. And thank you for rocking out with us the decibel geek podcast and we'll see you next week see ya